Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to another Bantam Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, we, the summer, you know, the days are getting a little bit shorter now. You can kind of feel the cooler temperatures a little bit here in New England. And thought it would be great as the fall season approaches uh, to invite Trinity College Athletic Director Drew Galbraith on uh, to talk about this upcoming season and all the exciting things that are happening around campus. Uh, you might remember Drew, he came to Trinity in two, January 2018, spent some time in Dartmouth for numerous years actually, William & Mary, uh, Nebraska, Omaha, and then also did some work as well as uh, at VCU, Virginia Commonwealth. So with uh, all that said, Drew, thank you so much for the time as we get ready for this new upcoming academic year. Thanks, Mike. Great to be back with you. Uh, we certainly appreciate everything you do on the uh, on the Banner podcast. It's uh, some great opportunity to, to feature our coaches and some really great stories around Trinity Athletics. And I don't know about you, but I love this time of year. Hope springs eternal, as they you know they always say in the. Uh, in, in baseball and other sports, but this time of year is great because all of our fall teams are about ready to come back. Students are ready to be back on campus, and campus is about to just explode with enthusiasm and optimism. So uh, mid-August is a, is a great time heading into Labor Day where when all of our teams are back and going and, and competing. Yeah, no question about it. Now, Drew, you came here in January 2018, um, so you've been here almost a year and a half, a little over a year and a half, really. Um, what, what, I guess, what are your thoughts of the Trinity community? Maybe what were you thinking going in? Did those things change? Were you surprised? Just give us kind of your 18-month recap. Sure. I, you know, from, the, from the standpoint of, of what Trinity is, it's been everything I hope for and more. Uh, we have great students who turn into an amazing alumni body. And that was one of the things that really attracted me to Trinity as an institution and something I'd always known about Trinity was how passionate its alums were about the place, about their experience, and also about making sure that the current generation of Trinity students are able to have that transformative experience that our alumni did. So all of that has lived up to expectations. Um, all, of the, uh, all of the cabinet officials, the president, our trustees, are so passionate about making sure we're providing a first-class experience for students and one where they can really come in and engage and then ultimately transform themselves and the world around them. So all of those things end up being things you, you hope that the place is because that's what it seems to be from all the research you do in an interview process. It's all come true. And so now, you know, a little more than a year and a half in, as we head into the, the third academic year that I've been a part of, we're really starting to see a lot of those those pieces that were already existent with some of the uh, some of those pieces of momentum that we've built since I've been here all coming together what what we believe is going to be an outstanding uh, year for our institution and, and our athletic program okay I hear the rumors people are talking there's a lot of momentum in the athletic department at Trinity can you just from a general like a macro sense uh, talk about that momentum as we head into the fall we, we like to think Trinity is a place that is about relationships. And so uh, it's, it's relationships between our coaches and the students they're recruiting. It's relationships between, as I mentioned, our alumni and, and the current place. And it's the relationships that we have internally within our institution, making sure that everybody's on the same page and we're doing things the right way and, and not cutting corners. And, and, you know, I like to say in our department a lot of times, choosing the harder right over the easier wrong. We're doing things the right way, committed to the, to the right process. So 
I feel like we've gotten a lot of those in place. We have an amazing group of coaches, Mike. I know you've had many of them on the podcast. I know you have the chance to call a lot of Trinity games, so you get to see them up close and personal. This is a great group of coaches, and we feel very good about what they're doing with their individual programs. And I believe that our alumni see the progress we're making. They see the what we're trying to do in terms of engagement and relationships. This past academic year, we had a record number of donors. We had a record number of new donors. We broke our annual giving record in athletics. And so that's a, it's a leap of faith from people. They're, they're saying they trust us. Uh, they, they could give their money to a lot of different uh, nonprofits. They're choosing to give it back to Trinity, which is amazing. And so now we have to take that trust and build on it and make sure that people understand it's going for good. And so what our, our good is helping to educate these young young men and young women who are part of our teams. And we want to put quality teams out there that are providing those students quality experiences and ultimately teams that Trinity can be proud of. And the, the, when I say Trinity, I mean Trinity broadly. And that's what we have. You know, last year, five NESCAC champions. Uh, we had both of our squash teams finish national runner-up. Men's hockey, men's golf, both finished top ten in the country. Baseball with a great round to a regional final. And so we feel like a lot of real positive momentum in several teams that had been either out of the mix for NESCAC tournaments. I think of volleyball and men's lacrosse getting back into NESCAC tournaments was a big step forward for them competitively, one that we think they'll both build on with, with young teams last year. You look across the board at so many teams, we had great years last year with young teams. And that's what you love to see because you know those young teams become more experienced teams and in an in a league as competitive across the board as the NESCAC is, you need experience to win championships, and we feel like we've got that in, in a number of sports this coming year. Exciting things coming up for sure. You mentioned the donations as well. That's my next question. Um, talk about the capital campaign within the athletic departments. How's that shaping up, and uh, what are some new developments in the next couple of months we should look forward to? Yeah, we've been very fortunate to be uh, really the, the, the tip of the spear, as you would say, uh, the college will be uh, having a, an overall capital campaign in the next few years, and athletics is actually going first um, as a place where we feel, feel like we can really generate momentum for the rest of the college's campaign. And so um, for us, that, that $65 million that we're trying to raise to impact our programs, some of that is an annual gifts. Uh, a lot of it's an endowment so that we can uh, have a sustainable financial future for our po- program and really provide the high-quality experience we want to for our student-athletes without having to go back out every single year and, and depend on the generosity of our of our donors. We want to be able to just know that, that that money's there, and that's what endowment does for you. And then two projects we've been working really hard on uh, that are still uh, they're still in the design phase, um, and we hope to have trustee approval to move forward on this year, one of which will be a significant addition to the Ferris Athletic Center. Uh, what will happen is we'll actually move all of our squash function into that building and build really the, the best squash center um, in the northeastern United States, uh, bar none. Um, with that, we'll be able to take our current fitness and wellness activity, move it all up to the third floor of Ferris and provide what we feel will be one of the best fitness centers um, in the state, in the region for our students, which is something that uh, I know you know, there's, there's a lot of faculty on campus who would say, well, yeah, that's not why students choose to come to places. And I would, I would agree with them wholeheartedly. I would also agree that students choose not to go to places because they don't see the things where they can have the opportunity to continue to grow and be fit and, 
and live a life of wellness, which is one of the principles of our department and our institution. So we want to provide that type of experience for not just our varsity athletes, but all students. And that, that space on the third floor of Ferris will allow us to do that with not only a rec gym, but also fitness studios and some badly needed space to do some of those activities that hasn't existed before. And then the other piece, uh, which will be uh, a, a note of happiness to all fans of Trinity football, men's across, women's across, field hockey, track, which is to completely redo the stands out of both Jesse Miller Fields and Shepherd Fields with a brand new press box. So, see, Mike, we're even we're even helping the media out. <laughs> we're actually, we're going to update the press box. What we're going to do is build a combined stand so that will go both ways, uh, both Jesse Miller Field uh, to the west and Robin Shepherd Field to the east uh, for field hockey and, and women's lacrosse. And the press box will go up in between those two fields. Yeah, that's smart. Have glass both ways. Yeah. Um, so we'll be able to do that. We've already put in a bid uh, for the 2021 NCAA Division Three Field Hockey Final Four. Uh, so we're very confident we're going to get that project done. And we think it's going to that for us and, and for those sports in particular, it's, it's a game changer. It will also really dress up that part of campus. Um, the, the, the southeast corner of our campus is almost all athletic function. We have great outdoor fields. And so now to be able to dress up some of the spaces and this this Ferris edition will also serve as a really nice front entrance to the building that really hasn't existed. So we're really excited about both of those projects and, and are working very hard to make sure they both come to a fruition very quickly. We would, we'd like to have the stadium in place by next summer. Uh, so the, in the fall of 2020, we were actually playing uh, in the new stands, new press box, and then uh, the building uh, hopefully uh, a year to a year and a half later. Wow, that that is exciting. You're right, and you're right. That football press box. You're right. There's sometimes you walk up there, you're a little nervous and shaking a little bit. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing: that neither neither snow nor sleet nor rain nor nor wind. Nothing has taken that thing down in in dozens of years. It is <laughs> seemingly uh, impermeable to. Uh, we we've had we had the, uh, some 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 folks were kind of broke in there early in the summer and. Uh, had, had been playing with some matches and nothing happened. <laughs> that, that may be because there's some foreign contaminants on the on the press box surfaces that uh, keep it from being uh, you know, flammable. But uh, regardless, it is uh, it's it's time for you know, for you know for the coaches, for the media, for the people who work our games, the timers, uh, uh, the communications. Yeah. it's time to have a better space for that. It will also allow us to do some things uh, with our alumni, with some of our uh, some of our VIPs and key donors for the president's office, for uh, for some of our parents groups to be able to have some some uh, function space in the press box as well in the in that whole area. That'll that'll make things a lot nicer for us and really not only catch us up with our peers, but actually put us a, a little bit ahead. Which is, uh, I know people will, will lament the arms race has even come to Division Three, but if you go around to our competing institutions, this is a place where we're lacking and we we need to catch up. Gotcha. Okay. Trinity, also, exciting news, starting a Athletic Hall of Fame. How's that process going? It's great. You know, this is something that um, just kind of caught my eye as I come on board that we didn't really have anything where we celebrated our athletic history and our rich athletic tradition. Yeah. And so this was something we started talking about. It's a, it's a real opportunity for engagement with your alumni, with your fans, with people who have been around Trinity. And so we, uh, we formed a committee last fall. Um, and had uh, Rick Hazelton, who'd been uh, not only a, uh, the athletic director at Trinity for 28 years, but was also a coach, a football coach before that. So 
uh, Rick and Robin Shepard, the longtime coach and administrator, uh, both part of that committee. And that committee's job was really to take a lot of information and a lot of nominations. We had over 200 nominations in the first year of the Hall of Fame and sift through it and try and um, pick. Now, when you're starting a Hall of Fame, you have far more worthy candidates than you have slots. And so uh, we, we came up with uh, with bylaws and a, and a process to vote people in. So we're bringing in a class of 11 individuals. They'll be inducted on the Friday night of homecoming weekend. So that's October 25th. Um, and we're really excited about this group. It's, uh, it's a mixture of some different eras, some different sports. Uh, we have six men and five women. Um, and so I just I have to praise the, the entire Hall of Fame committee. They did an amazing job with a very tough, tough job in year one. And I think the best part, Mike, is that people are talking about it. I've had more calls from people saying, hey, what about so-and-so? Shouldn't they have been in? So, well, that's not just, you know, they just weren't one of the top 11 vote-getters in year one. And I, I don't mind that people are a little bit tweaked that their classmate, their teammate didn't get into the first try because that means that people are talking about it. People care. They, they want it. And so in terms of generating interest and enthusiasm and conversation, this is really helpful. So my, my response to a lot of those folks is, Make sure that you and all of your teammates are nominating them. Make sure that they're they're in the mix uh, because we have a lot of worthy candidates. And uh, the, the first group will have some very familiar names uh, like Roger LeClerc, who played in the NFL for a decade for the Bears, Joe Shield, who great quarterback from Trinity in the 1980s, who ended up going on and playing for the Packers, but also some really interesting stories. Uh, Olivia Brown, who was really one of the first great female athletes of Trinity in the late 70s, played field hockey and lacrosse, and um, some other great female athletes from the earlier part of our athletic history. We take it for granted now because of how far uh, Title IX has really propelled women's sports, but to hear Robin Shepard tell it, you know, they didn't really keep great stats back then. They weren't necessarily, weren't necessarily seeing the stories. There were no, there's no webs, no websites back then. So a lot of these records just went into the ether somewhere. And so we had some amazing, amazing women who played three or four sports at Trinity. So great to get them recognition, to get their eras recognition. And that's what a lot of these, uh, a lot of the older athletes feel is they're, they're not just representing themselves, but really representing their classmates, their teammates who played with them. So we're excited about that and excited to see uh, who ends up in the class in year two. And then practically speaking, too, those people probably come back to sporting events this fall as well, it gets them involved even more, gives them another reason to come back to campus. Well, I, I actually just got a, a, a direct message on Twitter this morning from uh, a gentleman from the class of 1997, so he's excited to see his college coach, Don Miller, going in the first class, and then also a teammate, Ray Jones, who played, uh, played football, wrestled, and also was a shot putter for the track team. And uh, he was All-American in wrestling and track, also set a NESCAC record for rushing yards in a season, so Ray, obviously a deserving candidate, and that, that's exactly what we want to see. We want to see a group of guys come back and support one of their teammates, one of their coaches. Uh, that's what it's all about is bringing Trinity people back together. Well, speaking of coaches, I know you have a bunch of new ones. Uh, women's soccer, softball, wrestling, all new coaches. Can you talk about them and their, each of their respective sports? Yeah, so uh, it, it started in the winter with uh, with. Mike Smith leaving us in women's soccer, and so that brought us the opportunity. We had a great pool, very deep pool, a lot of coaches. Everybody that we brought to campus was a sitting head coach. Uh, so that's always very exciting because you're bringing in people to campus who, who you know that they've, they've, they've sat in that chair. They've had to make the decision late in the game. They, that 
is not going to be new to them. So we had a great pool in women's soccer. Rachel Sushner is our new coach. Uh, Rachel comes to us. She uh, played, actually, at Skidmore. She coached a few schools in the Northeast. Then she was a, at the top assistant at Washington at Lee when they were on a good run. Spent the past few years as the head coach at St. Olaf in Minnesota. Did good things with that program. We were excited and, and also really uh, pleased with what she's done already, not only in terms of engaging the team, but the recruiting that she's doing and, and the things she's got uh, uh, ready for the season. She's got a very experienced team returning. We only lost one player off last year's team uh, to graduation. So she's got a good, talented group coming back, and we feel like uh, we're going to see some some dividends from that right away. And um, just the way Rachel uh, carries herself around the women on the team, she, she's a great leader and, and a great uh, role model uh, for that program. So we're excited about Rachel. Uh, and then later in the spring, Caitlin Hitchcock, uh, who uh, I'm sure you came across over the over the years on on the podcast and broadcasting Trinity games. Caitlin, uh, 20 years as the uh, softball coach uh, at Trinity, played softball training as well. Uh, she retired, and so now that brought us the opportunity to bring Ra- Molly Rathbun back to Connecticut. Molly, uh, a product of Hebron. I know you had her on the podcast uh, uh, very recently. We think Molly's a rock star. Uh, she was a great player at Eastern. Uh, to hear her talk about teaching the game of softball, talk about recruiting, very methodical, very energetic, and we think she's going to build on everything Caitlin did. And you know, we're gonna we we firmly believe, and this is what we talked about in women's soccer. We talk about it in uh, softball as well. We should be competing for NASCAR championships, plain and simple. If we're doing that, all the national tournament stuff will take care of itself. But we want a program where that's the bar and that's that's what we want to compete for, and that's what Molly wanted. So this is, a, I think, just a really wonderful fit for us in terms of the type of, of person we want running that program. So really excited to get Molly on board and uh, and get her going. And I know she's been working really hard in recruiting uh, this year as well as getting to know the team. And then wrestling, uh, wrestling was a different story. So Marcus Gales had done a great job. Marcus um, had come to us. He's from California. Uh, an opportunity came up in, in Sacramento, uh, where he's uh, a lot of his siblings are now, and, and that was just a little too good for him to pass up, we understand. So we actually did a full search. We interviewed a lot of uh, younger coaches and up-and-coming coaches and just didn't get the sense that we had somebody who could really lead the men in our program. Marcus did a really good job of rebuilding the program from a point where before he got here, Mike, we only had seven or eight guys on the roster at any given time. We weren't filling all the weight classes. Marcus got us back up to a healthy roster number, some great competitiveness. And so a name kept coming up, and it was a person I knew a little bit, and Sebi Amato, who had been Trinity's coach for 19 years, from 1986 to 2005. He left coaching at Trinity to coach his own sons in, uh, in middle school, high school, and then followed their college careers. And Sebi said, you know, I've got a little time, and uh, if we could work this out, this would be great. And we felt the same way. So Sebi is back. And wow. it's been it's been 14 years since he's coached at Trinity, and we really love having him back. He's, he's a great man, great, uh, great leader for the men in our program, and we're excited to have him back around the department as well because he's a really positive influence, uh, very much a can-do attitude, not, uh, not saying, oh, well, wrestling needs this, that. It's just, you know, show me where the room is. And uh, let's get the list of names, and let's start. Uh, let's get some new recruits in here, and let's get let's get these guys who are here as good as we can get them. And that's the type of attitude we want. So we're really excited to have Sebi back. And then we've hired Grant Sorensen, who's a familiar name to Trinity uh, the sports fans. Grant uh, 
competed in nationals for us two years ago, uh, was a great wrestler for us in the past four years. He's actually going to be Sebi's full-time assistant. So uh, we feel very good about the direction of wrestling with uh, Sebi leading the way and Grant helping him out. It's, it's going to be a very, very, uh, very good program for years to come. It's good stuff all around for the new uh, members of the athletic department. Also new members people-wise, but there's also a lot of new facilities uh, in the works. Uh, Trinity football, you can talk about as well. I know bleachers and basketball, and I, I still I love going to that new baseball field. If you could just kind of recap all those facility upgrades. Yeah, this was a year where we uh, we knew we had a couple of bigger facility pieces coming online, hopefully next year and the following year. So really wanted to make sure that we were um, working hard on upkeep of some great spaces. So uh, some branding uh, around all around the facilities that anybody who comes to Ferris will see. Um, we, we want people to be really proud of, of the spaces we do have. We have a lot of great things uh, happening in our athletic facilities already. You mentioned the baseball field. Um, so we did some really good uh, grass upkeep. I have to give uh, Rich Pettit, Rich is our assistant AD, he oversaw our hockey facility for the first 12 years of existence. Now he oversees all athletic facilities. He's doing an amazing job, and Rich has done a wonderful job in coordinating the rehab of all of our grass fields. So the, the only grass fields we have left, Mike, are the soccer field, the softball field, and then we have a grass practice field. Um, so getting all of those rehab, they look like carpet right now. Um, so it, it's unbelievable the job that he and his team have done. So uh, we, we appreciate that. Hmm. New bleachers in Oosting Fieldhouse. And so when I tell you that these things were old, Mike, you're supposed to say, how old were they? <laughs> how old were they? The gen- well, 1967. That's a long time yeah. for wooden bleachers. We had a gentleman from uh, Hussey, which is the bleacher manufacturer. They're one of the biggest companies in the country. And the gentleman came in and he said, wow. And this wasn't a wow, like, wow, these are this, the, 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 the great architects or anything else. It was wow, you'd never see these anymore. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. that's a sign that it's time for a change. So uh, uh-huh. what we have are uh, ADA compliant and something that's going to make, it's going to actually make the spectating experience a lot better for our fans, our parents, uh, our vis- visitors and guests. Uh, so now there are actually railings in the stands. We have chairbacks in the first five rows uh, of the stands. Oh, so cool. We yeah. just think for everyone it's going to be a better experience, a lot more color, uh, so we actually did them in blue and gold, uh, yeah. alternating uh, sections. And so the, the gym really pops a lot more, but also it's just going to be a better, safer experience. We, we just don't want to have those situations where people don't go high in the stands because they feel like, oh, the boards are kind of bouncing a little bit. These are you now the newer style, molded plastic, much more comfortable, much more ergonomic. And so th- that's going to be just a great situation for volleyball, men's and women's basketball. We think all three of those programs are going to have great years. So that'll be good for those spectators there. And then uh, just brand new tennis courts as well. So we had to uh, do some rehab on those courts. And now we, we did, did the, the, the full Monty, if you will. So went down and, and uh, resurfaced all those. So eight new courts for Lori Shulman and her program. So we feel feel good that that's going to put those courts so we should get another eight years out of them. And that's uh, uh, great for all the uh, men and women who compete up for us on the tennis court. That's exciting. I can't wait to see the new basketball bleachers because you're, you're right. You kind of, they've been around so long, you accept it. But now when you, you the way you're describing it, you, you can see, I can visualize how brighter and just more upbeat it would probably look. I, I will tell you a funny story from my very first week at Trinity back in January 2018. Um, we were playing Amherst in basketball. Maybe it might have been my second week. 
And someone, I, you know, you notice these things as someone who's been around athletic facilities. Those those look kind of big and old. And a fan came down and spoke to our event manager and said, "Listen, the the the, the boards up here are they're, they're pretty flimsy." <laughs> now this guy Mike was not skinny. Yeah. Not gonna see he's over. He was not skinny. He was a very very big guy, and you kind of uh huh. I'm sure there are a lot of boards that bend when you you know stand on them. But okay, we go up to the stand. Yep. And his his wife, who was very petite, he said, "Honey, move down that board." She goes down the board. The board bends down like a foot. Wow. Okay. Wow. We need to make sure that these. So we actually did some uh, some upkeep last summer with a structural engineer to make sure that they were safe. Yeah. Which we did, but that that made that a priority for us. We've got to, we've got to provide a better situation because we want to have big events. We want to host NCAA NESCAC tournaments. We want to have have environments where people people come and have a great experience and don't have to worry about uh, safety ever or you know that they, we can accommodate their needs um, if they have any accessibility concerns so this was uh, that was a good uh, a good project that we were able to get done yeah yeah it's such a great location hard for two of the region you never know what other out even outside tournaments basketball or volleyball might come to the area your your campus so very very exciting uh, okay, uh, let's talk now. When the last couple of minutes we have, Drew, uh, the fall sports. Maybe just give us, you know, your expectations uh, for each sport in the fall and how you think the season will progress. Boy, well, I know if if, if I start laying out expectations for people, Mike, I know we're at least going to get uh, the fall coaches are going to listen. <laughs> but uh, no, we're 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 cautiously optimistic about all of our fall teams. Um, we feel like we've got several opportunities to take a step forward. Um, I'm going to start on the, where I just ended on the volleyball court. Uh, Jen Bowman had a great team last year, uh, two seniors on the team, two outside hitters. So uh, we need to, we need, definitely need a, a little bit on the offensive side that we'll have to develop in preseason, develop quickly before we get into conference play. But feel really good about the talent in that program. Jen has worked so hard in recruiting the last few years. Um, the flexibility bringing in some students from the West Coast and uh, the southern part of the United States. So she's done a great job, and, and we're starting to see the dividends. Last year, they made the NESCAC tournament for the first time in a few years this year. We expect, you know, hopefully they're going to take another step forward so that it'll be fun to be in Oosting Gym this fall watching volleyball. Uh, and you head outside, men's and women's soccer. Uh, they got a great pitch to play on. I already talked about how excited we are around women's soccer. Now, men's and women's soccer and field hockey, you've got the defending national champions in your conference. They're not going anywhere. So if you get yes. skill in those three sports, if you can finish top five in those three sports, you're going to the NCAA tournament. You're going to have a, you're going to have an opportunity uh, to make a run in the tournament. So it's really about positioning. We feel like women's soccer with Rachel, uh, some great senior uh, talent there on the scoring front, uh, more solid defense, and uh, some really good freshmen coming in. So women's soccer should be good. Men's soccer, excuse me, had some uh, a rough fall last year with some injuries. We feel like between the guys who are coming back, some new talent as well as some guys who got experience kind of thrown to the wolves a little bit last year as, as freshmen and sophomores, Mike Pilger has a, a really solid group coming back, and they should be able to also take a big step forward competitively. And then field hockey, you know, and Parmenter, you can't say enough about what she does, the type of program she runs, and the way in which, you know, she, she teaches the women in that team. A lot of talent coming back. We lose one of our all-time greats, Chandra Solomine, uh, also Lori Berger, who's an All-American goalie. So, so it's it's once again she's going to have to find goaltending and goal scoring from somewhere. 
she did last year. We had to replace Kelsey Finn last year, and she did with Chandler and some others. So we feel good about the young women who are coming back and that we're going we're gonna to have enough pop offensively and we're going to find ways to keep the, the ball out of the net. So expect another you know, top four, five finish from field hockey uh, on the NESCAC side. And then um, before I turn my attention to football, which is I, I know that's, that's, that's the marquee one going for a fourth straight NESCAC title, golf in the fall. We've got uh, both our men's and women's programs competing for uh, spots in the fall for the spring championship. So the top four teams from the fall tournament uh, go on to the spring. So both men's and women's golf will be in the mix for that. And then uh, tennis and rowing have a small, small season. But, okay, we'll talk football. Just for a second, Mike. <laughs> hey, no problem. Um, Coach, Coach Devaney going for his fourth NESCAC title. Uh, it's been done once before by Amherst. Um, we're trying to do it for the first time in Trinity history. And... On paper, we've got a lot of talent coming back. You got to stay healthy, but uh, you go around the skill positions. You're you're replacing uh, one of the all-time greats at running backs in, in Max Duporis. So you've got uh, Kajani Harris, Spencer Lockwood. So you got you've got some guys who can do that. Um, so we've got to find you know somebody who's going to carry the rock on a consistent basis. It was just something that Coach Devaney didn't have to worry about for the last four years. Best fact about Max Duporis beyond the three thousand yards, all that stuff. He never missed a rep in practice. Wow. Never took one off, was never injured. So that is hard to replace. But you've got two guys who won a lot of football games, a quarterback in Jordan Vizano and Seamus Lambert. So you've got you've got stability at quarterback. Somebody's going to step forward and be the starter, but you've got stability there. You've got great stability. Uh, Kobe Schofer and, and John Girard are the receivers, and so you've got two of the best receivers in the league. Joe Samuelman coming back at tight ends. So you got one of the best tight ends in the league. So there's a lot of weapons there. Offensive line, Austin Berardi back, best tackle in the league bar none. We'll have to, you know, we've got to do a little replacement. Steve O'Reilly was uh, our center the last few years who, you know, he, he really ran that line well. So that's the one big replacement there. You make the replacement at running back and at center. Other than that, everybody's back. Yeah. Defensively, a couple of guys who, who, once again, played a lot of games for us, but a lot of, a lot of our secondary is back and a little more experienced. We've got a lot of experience back at linebacker, um, and we've got uh, Jimmy Cristiano up front along with uh, a couple other guys who have starts there. So we just feel really good about the group. The rising sophomore class is, is uh, in Coach Devaney's words, one of his most talented ever. So this program should continue to run, but now you just got to go out and win the game. That's simple. Right. Yeah, that's that's the that's the name of the game. It sounds a lot easier than it is, but it's just amazing how they truly the Trinity football program is truly just reloads. You know, this, the rebuilding never really enters uh, the the conversation at all. And you still, you mean you, we both don't know the freshmen coming in as well. And how well they feel very good about uh, the young men who are coming in this year. It, it is it's a really good group. It's going to be hard for those guys to find playing time because there's so much talent coming back there's not there's not a gaping hole where you say oh gosh now uh, some of those kids were on campus a few weeks ago they they came by to, to watch as our we're running one of our recruiting camps and you, know, so you see some of these kids who've worked very hard in the offseason our, our our team works very hard in the offseason in the weight room and and uh, practicing on their own we're not allowed to have spring football but the guys go out on their own so they've all been working hard the freshmen see that They've clearly gotten the message. So the incoming freshmen, many of them have gotten a lot leaner and stronger. They weigh more, but you know some of the baby fat is going away as they know that they're set, they have to step up to the college game. 
So we'll see. It, it's, it's, it comes down to you know, your ability to put it together on nine Saturdays. Um, that's a lot of pressure. It's very hard. But um, you know, I, I give so much credit to Coach Devaney, the consistency of his coaching staff. Uh, so having uh, Mark Malnitsky, Lou Acarulo, Denver Williams, Jeff Radigan, Kyle Duncan with him for a long period of time, the players know what to expect. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of, oh, my gosh, what's coming next. These guys know how to coach winning football, and they do it on a, on a regular basis. So it's, it's a very uh, interesting and fun group to watch because they, they do everything at a high level, and they work very hard in recruiting. Very, it's going to be very exciting in the next couple of weeks. Last question for me, uh, Drew. Uh, I'm interested. Describe your typical, your typical day, your schedule now, say in early September, just as school's getting going. What's, uh, what do fans, uh, what could they expect to see from you uh, in the first couple of weeks of the semester? So uh, you know, when, I, when I lay out my week, I was doing this exercise. You, uh, I don't want to steal the phrase, but last summer was really popular uh, when Kobe Bryant went and spoke to uh, the Alabama football team, and they did that show on ESPN. He was talking about constantly editing your life. And so I, I do that in the summer. You kind of go back and look at uh, a random sampling of weeks to say how how was I spending my time? What what was what was good? What could be more efficient? Well, you know, my job really consists of it, it's a lot of it's a lot of management. Uh, we've got you know eighty some people in our department, and uh, we have thirty varsity programs and, and all the the coaches that go along with that, as well as administrative staff. So there is a, a good bit of management in my job. There's a good bit of setting the vision for the department and the direction. For the department and, and making sure that we can follow along with that. There's a good bit of uh, raising and helping to raise the money that allows us to do all of these things. Uh, so now over a third of our budget comes from sources other than the college. So we've got to go out and raise that money, and that's a significant amount of money each year. So, so in any given day, I could be pulled in 16 different directions. But the best part of my day, Mike, is getting to either talk to our student athletes be with our student athletes or see them out on the field practicing or competing. Um, so the, the, the treat will be if I can get through meetings, which truthfully, you know, I'm in the office by around 730 every morning, and I'm probably in meetings straight through until noon or one o'clock, maybe get a little break in there, and then it's meetings till about three. So there's not a lot of breaks. Now, some of those are scheduled. Some of those are just uh, coaches popping in to talk about an issue uh, might have uh, meetings with campus partners, et cetera. Some of them are just standing meetings every week, meet with this group, that group. So it it's pretty pretty stacked until about two or three. It's a true pleasure of mine if I could sneak out for an hour and pop into the gym and watch a volleyball or basketball practice. In the fall, I'm going to pop out and, and see field hockey for a little bit, uh, watch soccer, watch football, and just to watch coaches coach and teach, to watch our students getting to play. And, and that's, these are, we, we have to remember, Mike, these are all games. So we take them very, very seriously, and we want to do well. But at the end of the day, this is, this is about getting, getting to watch people express themselves through play. And so that's the true joy is when I can see a young person who, uh, you know, for a lot of, a lot of our students who are, who are varsity athletes at Trinity, they chose Trinity in, in, in great part because they had the opportunity to play the sport. And so to get them get the opportunity to watch them do the thing that they really love to do, to help them choose this school. They chose it because they had the opportunity to get a first-class education while playing their sport. And to get to watch them do that is a real pleasure. But um, I will say it's, it's not all, uh, all bonbons and, and uh, soap operas, that's for sure. It's, it's a lot of 
uh, meeting with the people who help make our program go and making sure that we have the resources to do it. And I would say, you know, five to eight times a month, I'm spending a day away from campus um, going and meeting with alums or donors or uh, potential partners. And so that's, that takes you away. And there's some NESCAC meetings thrown in there. So um, that was a long answer to a simple question. All the days look a little bit different. It's a lot of meetings, hopefully a little bit of Trinity Athletics with athletes actually doing something athletic uh, mixed in. And, uh, you know, when we have to have tough conversations with a student, with, a, with an employee, et cetera, we, we mix those in as well But uh, and try not to do too many of those. And, yeah, I get, get home to see the family at a reasonable hour, and, and then we, we get to do it all again the next day, and it's, it's amazing. <laughs> that's hey, well said. You know, that's exciting, and you can tell in your voice you're ready to go and you're ready to fire it up for uh, this coming school year, and it should be a great one for Trinity College. We're really excited. We appreciate all your support, as I said at the beginning, Mike. And I, I, this is going to be a fun year to be a Bantam fan. Um, you know, I you, you heard how excited I am about the fall. I think our winter is going to be uh, something people haven't seen before. Really? Uh, with everybody that hockey's, that men's hockey's got coming back, with the recruits that women's hockey has coming back to a team that really came on at the end of the last year, both men's and women's basketball have so much talent back from, from great teams a year ago. So I'm really excited about the winter because we have so much potential. Coach Amato back on the wrestling mat, leading, leading the Bantams there. So I think, I think we're going to have a great fall. I think we're going to have an exceptional winter. And then in the spring, you can't sleep on both of our lacrosses. Our men's lacrosse program is growing and growing and growing. Women's lacrosse will be back this year. Uh, we took a step back. You know, we didn't go to the NCAAs last year for the first time in a long while. Coach Dissinger and her team are ready to go. And then softball with uh, Coach Rathman ready to go. Baseball is going to be very, very good with Coach Adamski this year. Very good. They bring a lot of guys back from last year's team that went to the NCAAs get a couple guys back from injury, a couple new freshmen. This is going to be a very, very good uh, Trinity baseball team. So this is going to be a fun season just to watch some of the results and to watch our students compete. But I'm telling you, Mike, it's going to be a great fall and even better winter, and then we're going to cap it off with a, an exceptional spring. So it's going to be a fun year. Oh, Drew, Drew I'm, hey, I'm ready to play right now for good. you. Good. I'm ready to go. <laughs> it sounds exciting. But, hey, in all seriousness, thank you so much for the time. And, uh, We'll see you on the sidelines in the fields this, this coming fall. Appreciate it as always, Mike. Uh, great talking with you. And uh, as we always say, roll bands.